You're listening to the DNB Supply Show podcast, your number one resource for living the country lifestyle. This is your host, Matt Breckwald, coming to you from my place in the country to yours. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the DNB Supply Radio Show. Hey, this is your host, Matt Breckwald, and thank you so much for being here again today. Well, today we get to take a trip to Oregon and talk all about agriculture in Oregon and specifically young farmers and ranchers. I'm going to be speaking with Jenny Freeborn, who is the chair, the committee chair for the Oregon Farm Bureau State Young Farmers and Ranchers Committee. And we're talking all about their conference they've got coming up in November. And we're going to be talking a lot just about why it's so important to advocate for agriculture and all aspects of agriculture. Everything from production agriculture to organic, anybody who's involved in farming or ranching, raising livestock, growing crops, we all face a lot of similar issues and it's important for us to come together as a group to learn together and to be able to talk about our industry to folks who don't necessarily understand what it is we do. So I was really excited to profile this and had a great discussion with Jenny. We'll have that coming up for you here in just a moment. Jenny, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for coming on today. Thank you for having me, Matt. I appreciate you taking the time. Hey, you bet. I, you know, I, I've always really admired what American Farm Bureau and then all the individual state farm bureaus do when it comes to young farmers and ranchers. So I'm thrilled to be able to profile the conference you have coming up and talk to you more about how uh, we're encouraging young people and helping young people to be involved in agriculture. I think it's really important. Yeah, I I agree completely. I mean, our wife and our members are the future, not only of agriculture, but of Oregon Farm Bureau and um, American Farm Bureau. And without these young people learning and and growing as advocates and young leaders, we won't have a future. So I'm really proud of this leadership conference program that our state committee has developed and, and thrilled to be able to put it on for the wife and our members of Oregon. Well, let's do this. Let's start off by introducing you. So tell us a little bit about you. Where did you grow up? What do you do now? That type of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Jenny Freeborn, as you mentioned, and I'm over in Rickreal, Oregon, which is a little town that's just outside of Salem in the mid Willamette Valley. And I grew up farming as long as I can remember. I've been going to Farm Bureau meetings with my dad. He's uh, on the state board of directors for Oregon Farm Bureau. I sit on the county board of directors for Polk County Farm Bureau, as well as um, I am currently the state Young Farmers and Ranchers of Oregon committee chair. So I run the YFNR program with my state committee, which uh, has representatives from every region in the state. So that's my Farm Bureau background. And then uh, currently, I'm actually primarily a professional riding instructor. So I give horseback riding lessons for a living. Okay. Um, and I help out around my family farm. And we have diversified field crops. So as a lot of people in the Willamette Valley do, we grow grass seed, ryegrass and fescue. And uh, a lot of small grains, oil seeds, hay, and we have some beef cows, too. Very good. Very good. And and so growing up, were you involved in, in ag education, like through 4-H, FFA and things like that? Oh, absolutely. I couldn't be where I am today without FFA. I was very active in FFA. I was a chapter and district officer and actually have my American FFA degree, which is something that I'm extremely proud of. But uh, American FFA organization really helped, uh, or sorry, the National FSA organization really helped to develop my public speaking skills and my leadership skills, as well as providing me with a lot of of scholarships uh, in the process of going to college. So I really wouldn't be where I am today without FFA and definitely 
helped develop me into the Farm Bureau leader that I am today. Well, very cool. Now, I, I want to congratulate you on that American degree, and, and I understand what goes into it. Uh, I get to interview, I think I get to interview more FFA students than anybody else in the country just throughout my different broadcasting efforts, and I've learned a lot about that American degree, and a lot of people think FFA ends when high school's over, but if you want that American degree, it keeps going. Yep. yep. I uh, was, I think, 21 years old when I applied for and achieved my American degree. So I continued going to national FFA conventions for two or three years after I graduated from high school and stayed involved. And they also continue to have a scholarship program throughout your college career that you can Mm -hmm. apply for as well. So and I'm also a, a lifetime member of the National FFA Alumni Association. So I continue to stay involved. But our Young Farmer and Rancher program also is heavily involved with Oregon FFA. We do a lot at their state convention with uh, state degree recipients. We have a booth. We provide a breakfast for the state officer candidate. So Mm -hmm. we make sure we're involved on that level. We also run the state tractor driving contest for FFA. So um, we we have a lot of points of contact with FFA and, and love supporting that program. And we feel like the two really work hand in hand because FFA is developing these young leaders at a younger age than we get them. And then they they can come into our program and continue their advocacy and, and personal development while still being involved in FFA and supporting FFA programs as alumni, too. Well, that's great. I got to be careful. I could get completely sidetracked and just talk about the FFA. <laughs> but we want to talk about Farm Bureau and we want to talk about the Young Farm and Ranchers Leadership Conference is coming up. I do want to ask you, though, how did you get involved with Oregon Farm Bureau? How did you know? How did you take it to this level and, and become an advocate in this way? Oh, man, um, I guess my dad. I, I don't know that I ever really had a choice being in the family that I'm in. No. Um, and, I, and I wouldn't have it any other way. My dad's been involved and been an advocate my whole life, and he's a role model for me. And then I also have an older sister, Um, My older sister and I both got involved in YFNR as soon as we could be. I actually started competing in the discussion meet in Oregon when I was 16 and eventually went on, you know, another side note about me. I went on uh, in 2018, I was the national runner up in the discussion meet and was able to win a tractor uh, doing that. So, so that was pretty awesome experience. Um, You know, and, and I, I definitely have had amazing experiences in farm bureau, but you know, it's, (laughs) very much like FFA, you know, they, they say when you're in FFA, FFA is life. And as I aged out of FFA and came into YFNR, I think YFNR and Farm Bureau became life for me. And, uh, you know, it's just a part of who I am. And one thing I love about Farm Bureau is Farm Bureau is a big family and I have friends in every state in the nation. I have friends in every County in the state of Oregon Mm -hmm. because of Farm Bureau and, uh, you know, in just developing those agricultural relationships and, having friends, having, you know, family everywhere to support you and help you and and help you advocate and help them advocate for our industry. There's really just nothing better than that. So I can't imagine not being involved. I, I think, you know, that's how our industry is going to have a future is we have to advocate for it. Off to a great start, Jenny. Let's do this. I'm going to take our first break. And when we come back, let's talk about Oregon agriculture a little bit before we jump into the conference. Perfect. Sounds great. At D&B Supply, cold comfort just got a whole new meaning because winter-ready Wrangler apparel keeps you comfy and warm even when the weather outside is, well, not so delightful. From thermal jackets to fleece-lined pants to flannel shirts, brave the elements in style with Wrangler. You'll look as good on the outside as you feel on the inside, even when you're out in the wind, rain, and snow. So before you get caught out in the cold, get Wrangler apparel, available at your favorite D&B. 
things are really heating up around here at DMB. You'll see why when you check out our wide selection of high-performance stoves from Harman, Quadrifier, and Heatilator EcoChoice. These classic pellet and wood-burning stoves light up your hearth and home. They give you even heat and easy maintenance with craftsmanship that stands the test of time and really stands out. So swing on by DMB Supply and see how Harman, Quadrifier, and Heatilator EcoChoice stoves can warm up your home. All right, Jenny. Well, I, you know, we're biased in in the sense that this show is aired in Eastern Oregon and Southwestern Idaho, yeah. and you're over in Western Oregon. So I wanted to ask you about this, and and I, I wanted to clear the air on this. You know, as as we sit over here and and we've got friends and neighbors in and because I'm based in Cuna, Idaho, so just not too far from Oregon. Well, we've got friends and okay. neighbors in Ontario and uh, over in Jordan Valley and and up through Baker City, Legrand, and and all those areas, and we hear a lot about the differences from Eastern Oregon to Western Oregon when it comes to how the state is run and 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 just kind of the different ways people make their livings. How about agriculture? Is there any difference between West and East in terms of, of how people think about agriculture or are, is it more united than that? I think it's definitely more united, it, undeniably more united than a lot of the politics and a lot of the other issues that we run into as a state. That being said, of course, there's differences. I mean, you know, here in the county that I'm sitting in, we get between 40 and 50 inches of rain every year and we have, you know, like six feet of topsoil yeah. um, to to farm in, you know, whereas if I go to my friends over in Sherman County in the, uh, in the rain shadow, you know, they're lucky to get 10 inches of rain a year and six inches of topsoil. Right. So, you know, definitely very different farming practices, definitely very different things that they have to face and deal with. You know, the, the ranchers over there have a lot of the public land issues and, and we don't have that over here because we just don't have the expansive public land, but in the farm bureau, arena, especially in the YFNR arena, I feel like we're a very united group of people. Um, you know, we, we all think very similarly and in the ultimate goal is the good of agriculture, the good of natural resources for everyone, for everyone of every type of farm of every size and every capacity that they have on their farm or ranch. And, you know, I, I know in our YFNR program, you know, we have, uh, regional representatives from Mount Here County in Ontario and Harney County and, um, you know, Grant Morrow and, and Umatilla counties, Wallowa County. So we have leaders, young leaders from everywhere, um, you know, as well as over here in the Valley. And we're all very close. We're all very good friends. Um, and I, I can safely say I talk to my wife and our committee members more than I talk to pretty much any other friends in my life. So, you know, it's, we're going to have our differences in how we farm and what we do in, in our harvest seasons and things like that. But as far as the goals that we have, we're extremely united and in, in all trying to achieve the same goal, which is a solid, safe future for agriculture for and for us to raise our families and farm. Now, I want to ask you, in your experience as the committee chair for the State Young Farmers and Ranchers Committee, what do you see as the biggest obstacle for young farmers and ranchers? Is it, is it land cost or is it, is it something beyond that? Oh man, <laughs> that is a tough question. Um, I would say regulatory burden overall as a whole. So, I mean, regulatory burdens have an effect on land cost, have an effect on the ability to get land, the ability to develop and farm and, and do certain things like that, mm-hmm. um, which is access to land is definitely a barrier. And it's one that you hear about nationwide, but I, also see that 
just the complication of farming um, or ranching, just how many things you have to know and be aware of, how many different uh, departments at the state level that you have to work with if you're doing something new or different, um, you know, access to loans, things like that. There's there's a lot of barriers to entry. It's definitely not just land cost. It's hard to start farming. It's hard to see the big picture. And, you know, it's it's interesting because a lot of times you hear, you know, well, farmers only farm because they can't do anything else. And man, that is not the case. Farmers, yeah. farmers are truly an amazing bunch that is highly intelligent, running incredibly complex businesses. And, you know, being able to step into that, especially if you don't have a family farm that, you know, you can take over or step into is incredibly challenging. We actually have a state committee member who is in the process of doing that right now. Just, I think just last year, he leased his first plot of land and he went into a partnership with another wife and our member of ours, and they're starting their own farm and, and actually transportation business, ag transportation business from scratch absolutely from scratch. Wow. And I don't know that I've ever seen anyone work as hard as he has been doing to get that. And, you know, very proud of him for, for being able to do that. But it's a, it's a tough thing to do for sure. Boy, to start a farm yeah. from scratch is one thing. To start a business from scratch is another thing to do. And both at the same time is pretty amazing. Yep, exactly. And that's, I mean, farms are businesses and, and there's so much that goes into that, you know, so it's, it's not just being able to have the land, but it's being able to start that business and develop all of the relationships that you need and, and the contracts that you need and understanding all of the contracts that you need mm-hmm. um, to be able to farm too. So yeah, that's definitely um, a, a difficult process, but you know, there's still people that are passionate enough about agriculture to do it. And that's, you know, people like that are in our YFNR program and that makes me pretty proud of them. So Well, you know, that's interesting. The people that are in the program, are these folks who are already starting on farms? They've already found a way to get going and they're looking for, I don't know, uh, fellowship with other people. They're looking for advice. They're looking for help. Or are these folks who think they might want to farm and they're checking things out? I mean, how does that work? That's a great question, Matt. And it's all of the above. So our YFNR program is open to what we call supporting members of Farm Bureau. So you don't have to be actively farming to be a member of YFNR. You can be someone who has an in-town business. In fact, we had a member recently join in our county who is a realtor and she, she does a lot of ag real estate. And, you know, she's very passionate about agriculture, but she's not a farmer and she's not going to be a farmer. But she, you know, she still wanted to be involved in the program and, and, you know, loves Farm Bureau and loves agriculture. And so she's able to join our program and get involved and, you know, help lead, help develop programs like the conference that we're doing and still be a part of it. And then we have uh, several members who have fully established farms, whether that came through their family or um a couple of them that have developed that from the ground up since they were young and mm-hmm. have that established now on their own. But it's it's extremely, extremely diverse. Um, you know, we also have our collegiate program. And so some of our collegiate members are coming from, frankly, city backgrounds and others are coming from uh, from rural backgrounds and they're all members. And it's really the thing that we share is that we're all passionate about agriculture and we're all passionate about advocacy for agriculture. And because of that, we come together in this program to develop our leadership, you know, to be able to uh, help other young leaders and everybody kind of has a different motivation. Um, 
but you know, we all have the same goal. We all have the goal of, of making sure ag is sustainable in the future. Well, let's do this. I'm going to take another break, but when we come back, let's talk about the conference. Let's talk about the parameters you need to fit into to be part of the Young Farmers and Ranchers program, and and we'll kind of lay that all out. Awesome. Sounds great. No matter where work takes you, D&B Supply makes it easy to get the job done with DeWalt FlexVolt Tools. With advanced battery technology, DeWalt FlexVolt Tools gives you the power of freedom to work without cords. For construction, remote job sites, and outdoor projects, the heavy-duty FlexVolt line offers everything from hammer drills to table saws to air compressors and more. So get out there and get to work with DeWalt FlexVolt Power Tools, available at your favorite D&B Supply. You wear jeans, but you live in Levi's. At D&B Supply, we've got a pair to fit you just right. Iconic and hardworking, Levi's are legendary. Worn by cowboys, rock stars, and everyday people, we carry different washes, styles, and sizes for both men and women. These jeans are ready for anything your day brings, from working outside to a night on the town. The denim legacy lives on every time you put them on. So pick up some Levi's at D&B. All right, Jenny. Well, let's talk parameters really quick. Who is a young farmer and rancher? And I guess I'm asking age-wise, how do you qualify to be part of this program? Yeah, so... Number one, you have to be a member of Farm Bureau. And number two, in the state of Oregon, you have to be between the ages of 16 and 35. On the national level, the age range is 18 to 35, but we went ahead and lowered it to 16 so that we could have some of our high school students and people who were wanting to get involved, whether they maybe didn't have access to an FFA program, wanted to allow them access to it. So Farm Bureau members between the ages of 16 and 35 in Oregon are YFNR members. Now, you've got the conference coming up, and I should tell everybody that's uh, November 15th through November 17th, and that's in Portland, Oregon. Yep, at the Sheridan Portland Airport Hotel, so right next to PDX which is really nice for access, especially for folks from Eastern Oregon, because they can just hop on a plane and fly over in a few or well, a few minutes rather than several hours. Let's talk about the conference. What is the purpose of the conference? Why, why does this conference exist? Oh, boy. So that's a great question. Um, this conference exists because of me. Um, <laughs> so and, and, and there's a little bit of a story behind that. Um, so I was a collegiate member of Young Farmers and Ranchers in the state of Colorado uh, when I was at Colorado State University. And Colorado had a Young Farmers and Ranchers leadership conference, and I thought that it was a great idea. And so I came back to Oregon and was like, hey, we should do this. And our wife and our program has been growing for a long period of time. At the time, it was very small. And the committee, including myself, all thought that it probably sounded like too much work. So that was back in about 2006, 2007. I never really let go of the dream. And two years ago, uh, well, I guess it's almost three years ago now, I came back to the committee and I said, hey, I really want to do this. I will put the work in if you're okay with me trying. And the committee said, go ahead. And so we had our first annual conference in 2017. It was a smashing success. So now we have our third annual conference coming up. And it has been the best thing that our YFNR program has ever done, hands down, to bring people in our state together, to bring young, like-minded farmers and ranchers from all over the state, from all walks of life, all throughout that age range 
get them in the same room, get them learning, get them uh, networking with each other, working together. And, you know, really it has grown and changed us as a program and just brought new power, new energy, new faces into the program, Mm -hmm. um, into our state committee. And, you know, it really, it's for the future of Oregon Farm Bureau. It's for the future of agriculture in general. You know, we're, we're looking to develop these young leaders and give them um, the knowledge and the leadership skills and tools to be young leaders and to be passionate about agriculture and also to feel like they're not alone and, and feel like they have a place to go and a family to go to. Well, and I was going to ask you that, you know, farming and ranching can be such a an isolated type of profession, vocation, however you want to refer to it. Why is that? Why is that networking so important? You know, the networking and the friendships in Farm Bureau and in Young Farmers and Ranchers are by far and away the best part. And just about everyone says that. And, and I know people who have aged off our committee, you know, it, it's a very bittersweet moment for us because we love seeing, you know, and I say us because I'm aging off this year. Um, you know, we love seeing the, the future generations come up, but that camaraderie and that, that networking is just so important because you you get to be yourself with these people. You know, it's sometimes it's hard in other walks of life and other places in the world, you know, whether you're in college or, um, or, you know, just in your daily life. And in, in some cases for some people with their family who aren't in agriculture and they've pursued a path in agriculture and, um, you know, they, they feel like they're so alone and, and they can come into our group and, we're all people who share the same passion and share the same interests and, and you can really be yourself and be, you know, be an advocate for your industry. And, and it just, it makes the world a better place. It makes the world a brighter place when you know you have people on your side and, and a family on your side. Well, let me ask you this, since our audience is over on the Eastern side of your great state, if somebody yeah. from Ontario or somebody from Vail or Adrian or whatever, they were to ask you, you know, why should I take the time, spend the money and come all the way across the state for this conference? What would you tell them? We need everybody. I mean, that's, that's the truth of it, you know, is, is if anything, people over there on the East side, which frankly, I wish I was one of them. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, we can't move our farm to the East side, but you know, we, we have to have everybody. We have to have everyone's voices. We have to have everyone's perspective to really make these issues better. You know, if we don't choose to get involved, our industry is, you know, constantly under attack. And, and that's just the nature of the nature of a lot of things right now. It's the nature of politics. It's the nature of uh, fear and, and NGOs and, you know, a, a lot of other places that attacks on agriculture and natural resources come from. And we have to have people from everywhere band together and, you know, and, and learn and grow as leaders and know our issues and be able to be advocates for our issues, you know, locally and at the state and national level. And All right, Jenny, well, let's take another break. And when we come back, let's talk about more reasons why folks should make the trip over to Portland for this conference. Carhartt is legendary for getting you geared up for anything. So getting geared up for the winter is easy at DMB Supply with Carhartt Full Swing. Tough and water repellent, Full Swing clothing lets you move like you mean it with Carhartt's Rugged Flex technology. It's made for maximum range of motion and maximum protection from the elements. Get ready for anything the day throws your way and get into the full swing of things at your favorite D&B supply. What's on the grill? 
That's the ultimate year-round question, and you can make the answer extra special with a wood-fired Traeger grill at DNB Supply. Pure hardwood is the fuel for Traeger's signature flavor. It lets you grill, smoke, baste, roast, braise, or barbecue hot and fast or low and slow with perfect results every time. Versatile, consistent, and convenient with a Traeger, you just set it and forget it. Master the taste of perfection and pick up your Traeger grill at your favorite DNB Supply. All right, Jenny. Well, now that we're back, we were talking about why folks would make the trip all the way across the state for the conference. Why don't we just pick it back up right there? You know, the other thing that I would say to people, you know, that are coming from a long ways away is it's a whole lot of fun. It really is a whole lot of fun. You know, on top of the speaker lineup that we have, we have a game night, we have a karaoke night. And you get to network and socialize with people that, you know, you wouldn't maybe normally meet, but they're people that you're going to like, and you're going to be friends with, um, you know, bottom line. And I've never had anyone leave the conference, uh, in these last three years disappointed. I've never had anyone leave the conference saying I shouldn't have come or this wasn't worth my time. You know, everyone has come, you know, done their exit surveys and when they leave, you know, the, the marks on the exit surveys have been just incredible beyond any of our expectations when we started this leadership conference. Um, you know, it's just so important that, that everyone takes the time, you know, to be able to support the future of this industry. If we're not all on board together, you know, if we don't stand united, then, then, uh, you know, we're, we're going to get taken apart and it doesn't matter what part of agriculture you're in. It doesn't matter, you know, if you're organic conventional, it doesn't matter if you're a farmer or a rancher, it doesn't matter if you do sheep or cattle, we all face a lot of the same issues. Mm-hmm. And Farm Bureau is the general ag organization that, deals with all of those issues and is at the forefront of all of those battles. And, you know, you, you, you have to support that you just do, or, uh, we won't have the ability to do what we all love to do. Well, we know the reason now let's talk about the how. So how do things get done? What goes on at the conference? What kind of things should people expect? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll talk a little about how you get there. So, uh, there's a website, which is, www.oregonfb.org backslash YFR conference. And all of the information you need is on that website. The hotel is the Sheraton Portland Airport Hotel, as I mentioned, and you can book your room there. And then there is a uh, fillable PDF registration form on that website. And all you've got to do, open it up, type your information in and email it back to YFR at OregonFB.org and get yourself registered. If you're not a Farm Bureau member, you've got to join, but you should be a member anyway due to all the reasons that I just talked about and get those registration forms in by November 7th and then come to the conference, which starts the 15th through the 17th. And I don't know, Matt, do you want me to kind of go through some of the speakers that we have lined up? Yeah, you know, I'd love to hear and I'd love for our listeners to hear, you know, what they might learn while they're there. So sure. Awesome. So the first thing we're doing, the very opening general session we're doing is something called color code and Derek Pangolinan is coming in to do that. We actually had him in two years ago and color code is basically a leadership styles evaluation. So you take an online assessment and uh, it, it teaches you about yourself. And I know some people might think that sounds kind of goofy or funny or corny, but I can safely say I've taken a lot of these these little tests over the years, both in FFA and in Farm Bureau events, color code was amazing. And uh, we gave Derek some extra time so he could have, he could go into a little more depth on it this year. 
And, uh, you know, it, it really kind of teaches you about yourself. And what I love is that it'll split the group up and it'll show certain people where other people's leadership styles lie. And uh, and then moving forward in the conference, you can kind of be like, oh, hey, you're a blue. I'm a blue, too. Like now we know that we're going to kind of communicate okay. the same on the same level. And so that's that's why we open with that. It's a it's a really cool thing to get the ice broken and get that networking started. And then that evening, we have Derek Josie, the Tillamook dairy farmer, coming in to speak about um, how to share your story uh, with you know the general public, which is something Derek does very well. He's got um, over 100,000 followers on Facebook, and I don't know across all social media where he's at. but And he is a Oregon Farm Bureau member, longtime Oregon Farm Bureau member from Tillamook County. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be, that'll be really exciting. And then... The next couple days are filled with breakout sessions. So we have different tracks. We have a leadership track, an ag business track, a natural resources track, and a livestock track. And those tracks each have speakers that are experts in their in their fields. Like, for example, in the natural resources track, we have a speaker coming in to talk about carbon and agriculture, which is clearly a hot topic that has been, you know, legislated heavily and and in the news in Oregon and as well as in California and in British Columbia and in other states and nations around the world. So it's good information to have. We also have um, in the ag business track, we've got a speaker about right to farm basics. And, you know, everybody hears People talk about right to farm laws, but a lot of people don't really understand what those mean, what they're based in, you know, the the actual rules and structure behind that mm-hmm. and how they can be used and how they can't be used to, you know, defend our right to farm. So that speaker should be just incredible for everyone to learn about. We have a couple speakers who are actually both lawyers coming in to talk about animal rights and specifically the justice, the horse case, and which is a case that's occurring over here in Western Oregon, right? now, in essence, they're trying to give human rights to this horse through the court system. And and so it's been a really interesting case that is ongoing and could have wide ranging impacts on all of agriculture, depending on the outcome. So really important topic for anyone in agriculture to know about. Um, We also have a panel on um, organic and conventional farming methods, and we're going to have on that panel a conventional farmer, an organic farmer, and then also a farmer who happens to be a friend of mine who does both organic and conventional produce on on the same farm. Okay. And that's really interesting to a lot of people. You know, a lot of people aren't aware that those two can work together and, and, you know, really support each other. And so seeing that, I'm really excited for that panel so people can see the wide perspective of how conventional organic can work together and and not complement, you know, not fight each other, but complement each other, really. Sure. You know, so a lot of good information. And then uh, one of our key, one of our other keynote speakers is Dr. Jeff Jenkins from Oregon State University. And he's going to come in. He's um, primarily an ag, uh, ag pesticides researcher. And he's going to come in and talk about glyphosate and a lot of the issues surrounding glyphosate and, and really give our people some scientific understanding of what glyphosate is, what it does, and, and what some of the issues are surrounding it so that we can have a really clear perspective of that information. You know, we try to be very unbiased in our approach to all of these issues because a lot of the, you know, all of these issues that I just mentioned are pretty hot topics. They're topics that can end up 
in court, in litigation um, very commonly, but there are also things that come up in our daily lives. You know, I rock climb in my free time and I was at the gym here a couple months ago and I'd been out spot spraying and had some dye on my, on my leg and someone commented on it. And I mentioned that I was out spot spraying. And the first thing they said is, Oh, stay away from glyphosate. And I was just like, I didn't really want to launch into a seal about it, but, but I, you know, it things that, that they do come up, they come up, you know, talking with our family, our friends um, on social media, certainly. And, you know, the more understanding we can have about any of these issues about carbon, about pesticides, about right to farm, the better we are as advocates for our industry. And so the, the idea of this particular conference this year is to really give our young leaders some really good perspective, really good information about the, this really broad array of agriculture and about what, what we're doing, what issues we're facing, so that when those things come up, they feel comfortable talking about those situations. And if they don't feel comfortable, they know who they can go talk to to get more information about the issue. Yeah, that's great. And I think it's great to arm people with information. They can use it in whatever way they see fit, but uh, it's important for them to have the facts and to know on their own so they can be that advocate, that, that ambassador for the industry. Absolutely. Yeah, very good. Okay, let's take our final break. When we come back, I want to talk about some of the other stuff that goes on at the conference and and kind of wrap things up. Sound good? Sounds great, Matt. Thank you. Say you were to ride off into the sunset. Ideally, what kind of boots and clothes would you be wearing? For horseback riders of all styles, nothing beats the look and performance of Ariat. Available at DMB Supply. Everyone from famous rodeo cowboys to country music legends to equestrian Olympians. Turn to Ariat with confidence. You can count on them too. Think of Ariat as your ultimate riding companion for the life and times in the West. When you need to better outfit your ride with Ariat, stop by your favorite DMB Supply. Anyone who spends time around horses will tell you, no two are alike. Neutrina understands that horses often have unique nutritional needs as well. That's why D&B Supply carries Neutrina's line of Safe Choice horse feeds. With controlled starch levels, each product in the Safe Choice line is tailored to a specific life stage or special need, so your horses get the precise nutrition they require when they need it most. Neutrina Safe Choice horse feeds, available at your favorite D&B Supply. All right, Jenny. Well, I, really interesting with what you're talking about. And, and I think a conference like this is so needed and it, it's so great, again, to outreach to to younger people who are interested or who want to be involved in agriculture and to be this networking and this information source for them. Now, I want to talk about some of the other things going on at the conference. I know there's going to be some events that uh, are purely just for fun and, and having a good time. And yep. then there's some housekeeping, too. Can you talk about those? Absolutely. Um, I would love to. So the fun events you mentioned, um, really excited that Brennan Cooper, who is the husband of one of our legislative staff at Oregon Farm Bureau, he is an amazing karaoke DJ. And he's <laughs> coming in on Saturday night to have a karaoke session. The other event we have, a couple of our members attended the National Young Farmers and Ranchers Conference this past May. And if anyone has seen the game show Family Feud, they picked up this game, and I'm not actually sure who's developed it, but American Farm Bureau um, has helped share it. There is a farming version of Family Feud, wow. and so they'll be bringing that back to Oregon. So we're going to get to play Farming Family Feud. I'm not actually sure what it, what the game title is. Um, I think it's called Fork to Table, but we'll get to play that on Friday evening as well. So that's really exciting. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, 
anyone who's watched Family Family Feud knows that it's a pretty entertaining show. So yeah. I, I think that that'll be a definitely a good time. So you mentioned the housekeeping. One thing that we also do that's actually new this year is we have the elections for our regional representative positions onto the state young farmers and ranchers committee at this conference. So if you're listening to this and you think that YFNR is something you want to get involved in and maybe not only get involved in, but, um, you know, be a leader for and be an advocate for maybe interested in running for the state committee, this is the place to be. Um, so we're going to do regional caucuses on Saturday and everyone from the region, every YFNR member from the region gets to have a vote and have a voice in who they want their regional representative to be on the state committee. So we're really excited about that. And then those people who are elected will go on to elect the new chair and vice chair. I will no longer get to be chair because I am aging off. Mm-hmm. I'm also termed out. So we are going to have a brand new leadership team on the Oregon uh, Young Farmers and Ranchers Committee this next year. So I'm personally really excited to see who, who that person is and see who's going to be leading us into the future. A couple other things we have. So the American Farm Bureau Federation has three different competitive events for young farmer and rancher members. Two of those are the Excellence in Ag Award and the Ag Achievement Award. And those are application processes where you do paper application and then you do a presentation or or interview. We're going to be doing a training session on that so that anyone wanting wanting to apply for those awards can have the information to do that for this year and also moving forward. Then we also start our discussion meet rounds. And I mentioned the discussion meet earlier. Um, I am the 2018 national runner up in the young farmer and rancher discussion meet. Mm-hmm. The prize for being the national runner up was a case IH farm all 58 tractor. Wow. So I got to win a tractor for doing the discussion meet. At our state level, we have two different contests that go along at the same time. One is the collegiate young farmer and rancher discussion meet. And the collegiate member, um, the winner of our state for the collegiate group, uh, gets a $1,000 scholarship to their college to help pay for their education, as well as a paid trip to the Young Farmers and Ranchers National Conference, which will be in Louisville, Kentucky, this coming March, to compete for $2,500 in scholarships. And everyone who goes to the national contest gets a $100 scholarship as well. So... A lot of money on the line for our college students. I know that that would be really helpful. And uh, the state winner for for the rest of us that aren't in college gets a $300 cash prize, as well as a trip to Austin, Texas in January to compete in the national contest. And the national contest prizes for the discussion meet, as well as Excellence in the Ag and the Ag Achievement Award, for the first place winner, you, you win a pickup, a Ford pickup, the second place, the runner-up gets a tractor, as I mentioned, mm-hmm. and then third and fourth place gets um, third place, I believe, gets a tool package and a case roll top toolbox, like a really nice three or four thousand dollar roll top toolbox, and then the runner, the fourth place person, also gets that that roll top toolbox. So, pretty awesome prizes. Along with, I have to say, having competed both in the discussion meet and excellence in ag really, truly amazing experiences where you get to meet and network with people from across the nation that you would just never meet on, you know, doing anything else. Um, and I've stayed friends with everyone I was in the final four of the discussion meet with in 2018. So 
really, really awesome opportunity. And it starts right here at the leadership conference. And if you want to be involved and you want to have these opportunities, this is the place to be. Awesome. That is great. Well, that is very exciting. And there is so much upside to doing this. I really appreciate, you know, just the advocacy efforts and the, and the willingness to, to teach everybody about agriculture and, and to, you know, proffer uh, this industry into the future. I think that's great, Jenny. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited that we've got this started, you know, and I, uh, I love the legacy that, you know, I get to leave and that some of our recent past committee members get to leave for YFR, Oregon YFNR in the future. And, and this leadership conference has just grown and prospered every year. And I see nothing but our program continuing to grow and prosper. All right. Well, give us the logistics one more time and the website and we will wrap it up. Absolutely. The conference is November 15th through 17th in Portland, Oregon at the Sheridan Portland Airport Hotel. Get your room booked at the hotel to stay there and re- the registration form and further information and further details are on the website, which is www.oregonfb.org backslash YFR conference. Registration form is on there. It's super simple. It's a fillable PDF. Download it, fill it out. Send it in to yfr at oregonfb.org. Um, there's a $50 fee for the uh, for the conference, which, trust me, doesn't even pay for the meals. Um, it's mostly just to make sure that you actually really want to show up. And that can be paid by check in the mail, or you can pay it when you arrive um, by check, cash, or we're hoping to have credit card available. Um, not 100% sure, so bring check or cash just in case. And yeah, get yourself there. Become a Farm Bureau member register, show up, and and we'll see you there. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing this today. It was great. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me, Matt. Thank you all for joining us today, and here is to you and your pursuit of the country lifestyle, however you define it. For the D&B Show, I'm Matt Breckwald.